morning church again it is my singular honor to be with you this very beautiful sunday morning well i need to make a small confession just uh, before i get myself started here um i've just woken up what time is it now it's about 7:36 uh, just woken up about 10 minutes ago I went through the the rituals of landing you know what i mean you wake up kind of look through the window uh make myself something to warm myself up and um walked into the guest room where I normally do the recordings I'm all by myself the rest of the people are still in bed and tell you what i don't have notes i'm actually sitting on a desk that is not less than I'm about to preach well before you I get you started wondering uh, what happened I'll tell you what happened so yesterday night yesterday night spent um, the bulk of my evening um, preparing one of those very technical long voluminous winding sermons you know those ones which you have to like break into two or three you know like a series you know which is exactly what I did you know with all manner of illustrations and scriptures all over the place and I was very happy with myself I thought wow I think this um, this will do so went to bed actually went to bed at about 2:30 in the morning and uh, woke up and guess what peered through the window peered through the window and what a morning you know one of those you know sometimes you say good morning and it's almost a cliche It's such a beautiful morning the sun is out everything is looking so perfect this the birds are chirping away and I just love the beautiful lush green you know background around here and it's such a beautiful morning the effect of which I need to tell you the charm that uh, this morning has had on me is that I looked at my sermon again huh and I said uh we can do this another day i just want to take it easy you know kind of reminds you that old song um, and i forget the person who sang it some famous guy sang this song i forget his name um there's an old song we used to hear it on radio those early days before we had all this other technology um it mainly was on radio and the song i think went something like easy 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 like a sunday morning and i think today is just one of those beautiful sunday mornings that i just want to take it very easy so um once again um welcome to today's summer i don't have a title but all i know is that um it's such a beautiful sunday morning i think the only the only regret which i have is that um after this i can't take one of those beautiful long nice enjoyable walks which i normally do um i don't know if i told you that i hurt my foot on monday i went up country and i was doing some work around there and it's been raining quite heavily that side and i got one of those uh, they call hairline fractures on my foot so i mean kind of hold up in the house can't move too much unless i'm driving of course So I think that's the only regret I have that I I won't finish this and 
probably the other part of our Sunday activities and not take a beautiful long walk. I, I need to tell you, I need to tell you, it's, it's, it's been so beautiful. And then I realized that I'm not the only one who just enjoys those nice, you know, brisk walks, especially in those very nice, quiet um, parts of our area. And these areas are not exactly very populated, so, you know, walks are normally very nice. For me, it's been very meditative. Very meditative, I also think I do quite a bit of reflection in the process. So I come, I come, I've come across a number of people, and uh, you know, I, you know, you know, um, started out conversations. Mainly, I would start out a conversation if I see somebody twice or thrice. You know, I kind of would talk to them, and we become quite an interesting uh, group of people who now are calling each other and asking, "Where are you? Which part are you walking?" And you know, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And the process, of course, you know, people I. We have come up with a, a group, um, but these ones are fairly uh, known people to me that I didn't know them uh, recently. Uh, but they are also wonderful walkers, if I can call them that way. So they normally do something like about uh, 20, 30. I do on average about 17. The place I normally walk to and then come back uh, about 17 kilometers. And uh, we have now uh, come up with this very beautiful um, uh, plan which is basically being uh, uh, put together as we speak uh, on doing uh, Nairobi Naivasha, that's 100 kilometers. So we want to do that in two days and then we want to do it um, in, a, you know, you know, in, in a nice simple way. We, we're not trying to win some, <laughs> we're not trying to win some, some jackpot or something. It's just a nice way of um, relating with people of a similar faith and um, doing it while we are enjoying our our vocation so um, here we are here we are uh, this 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 last week uh, I can't remember which day it was but it's recent I put up something in on one of our you know digital platforms and I, and I was saying that December for me I think it's just been it just started well just it's a good month for me and one of the reasons why I say that is, um, um, and especially at that particular time, or the previous day, the Nairobi County, um, the Nairobi County Legislative uh, uh, Arm had actually impeached the governor. And I don't want to tell you much about the governor. He is liked and uh, not liked in equal measure. I just happen to be one of those who really don't uh, like him that much I, I think I was telling my wife not some time back I think he, he, he forgive the language I get I get a feeling he has the wisdom of a donkey you know that very stubborn uh, let's just say I don't think too much about him I don't want to belabor the <laughs> I don't belabor the point you know the, the, the mercurial those very maverick kind of characters hair dying and bling wearing and you know looks almost like an overgrown baby or teenager and uh, i was actually very excited when i realized that they had actually you know impeached him and at least in my view there'll be some bit of sanity some decorum i think for a city befitting uh, the capital of this uh, great uh, republic 
and that uh, we will not have uh, an unmitigated idiot running the show um okay if you find my language a little bit uh, i guess that's the reason that's that's the effect of not having notes <laughs> that's, that's talking that's talking on top of my head anyway but i but, but i was happy about that i was also very happy that uh, the americans have finally and i think the way i put it is that uh, you know the americans have ghosted donald trump and i called donald trump um, a four year cheap date which americans had flattered with and um, happily that um, now donald trump is not going to be the president starting january i think that was also a very good um, thing for me but i also mentioned that i was excited about the fact that um, we are finally coming around this whole issue of covid okay um if i recall my words exactly is that um you know it, it looks like our lives will go back to normal soon soon can be six months soon can be four months the the coming of three vaccines i think there are three now i think one is yet to be uh, fully certified but i think two have shown great promise i think one they still have to do one or two more things but it looks very hopeful looks very very hopeful in a way it has um uh, uh, kind of given us tremendous hope i think uh, one of those times where you feel that we probably are we're going to take the turn not too long not too long from now and i think that's a good thing i think it's just as good as this beautiful december sunday morning which uh, has made me to walk into my recording space without notes so that i can just i don't know just have a conversation with you i think we can do those long winding voluminous sermons some other time and break it maybe into two or three sundays but um if we can just have a little um a conversation on i don't know where we are today it's december so it's end of year you know you know uh if, if you remember this to be i can't remember if i'm not so sure rather if they still do it as much so this to do these um, photos for example when it comes to exercise or maybe some uh, beauty product uh, you know some hair product or some skin you know um you know uh, uh, product so they would come up with these photos uh, where they would bring what they call the before photo and then uh, they would bring the after you, you remember that so there's the before and so this is a person looking also puffy looking also you know um you know heavy set and quite uh, on the plump side and then this is uh, this guy after going to this particular gym or on the other hand this is this lady normally it's ladies you know before applying a certain product and uh, here she is next photo after she you know, um she's applied uh, the product i think maybe it is a good time for us to um look at um the covid posts sorry um the before and the, you know post covid okay because i don't know if it's ever cut to you how much change has happened have you ever thought about it is that a fact if i was going to number this uh, sharing i would call this my yeah maybe i'll call it you know there's no old habits die hard you know when you preach for the long time that i've preached 
you kind of you know <laughs> coalesce back to the old ways of doing things so um if i was putting this strictly in the manner in which you put us i'm gonna call it my number one point i say i mean can you, uh, that, that that we are so capable of change sometimes escapes us okay another way of looking at it is say uh, we are so capable of change and maybe i can remove the the plural and say you are so capable of change i am so capable of change if one thing if there is a lesson that has come out has come through covid and has been brought about by covid is how much we have we have in terms of capacity when it comes to change and and and, and just at a very basic level i'm now recording for church sound i mean i'm seated down you know it's a desk in front of me i'm in a little place all by myself who would have thought if it were told you last december because i don't think we had gone into this whole situation in december kind of knew there was something going on some place very far away um you know some place in china i think they call the place wuhan in china we knew there was something going on but you know there was this air of, of invincibility you know and again some of those uh, myths which have been shattered by covid the the fact that the human society is so intertwined we never understood globalization in the manner that we have come to understand it today that it just takes such a, a little time a little time for a very remote for what is happening in a very remote part of the world to start affecting us in such a significant way can you imagine and not just affect us affect the entire world I mean, the connectivity, the integrations that you never knew people travel that much until every other time we had some airline, you know, moving into one place, you know, then you knew there was, I mean, there was COVID all over the place. And before you knew it, we had the whole, this thing snowballing into the pandemic, which we've come to know it, uh, to know it for. But I think I digress. So the, 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 the whole issue of a change the whole issue of change so again as i said i mean think about it you know one year ago would you have imagined that we would be at home you know and pastor would be making a recording from his house and um, sending the recording and that's it there you are and not just for a day or two for almost a year i mean we're doing close to eight months if i'm not wrong now i mean it's 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 amazing. It's 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 amazing thing. The capacity we have for change. I think sometimes we underrate ourselves. And we imagine that we are not all that much, but I can tell you if there's one thing that COVID has taught us is we all, I mean, we need to pat ourselves on the back, you know? I mean, just 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 pat ourselves on the back and tell ourselves we are so capable of change. I don't think we need moving forward let me let, let me rephrase it moving forward no one should ever look at a situation and say i cannot adapt i cannot change i cannot adjust 
I think COVID has taught us that we are so capable of change. I mean, think about it. You know, the gravity of what we have had to go through, the changes. I mean, we can visit, I mean, for the longest time, we can visit people. I can count with my hands members of my own church who have visited. Of course, your cognizance of the fact that, um, you know, you, we need to maintain these social distancing things and only visit when it is absolutely necessary, you know. And um, I mean, there are people, the bulk of my church members, I haven't seen them physically. You know, once and again, maybe when we have a, you know, a situation, maybe a funeral or something, you know, we could have seen a few more people. But generally, we have really stayed, you know, apart from each other, which is rather strange. And some of you may not know this. I've known some of you, you know, for a very, very, very long time. And we have always had very, you know, strong physical interactions, which um, are always such a blessing. But think about it. I mean, our relationships still are, you know, you know, of course, through, you know, the other platforms which we have available. But um, fact is, we have stayed away. And in, maybe in some way that tells you that um, God wants to remind us that we need to remove ourselves from this cathedral mentality, thinking that church is, uh, is the brick walls and the four corners of the rooms where we meet. And that, um, you know, we have taken so much pride, you know, and so much... Um, we are so happy and so excited you see people talking about um, the physical structures where they meet and their eyes you know kind of um, you know become bright and they're they're talking about the carpet and about the arrangements of flowers and how the stage is set and their multi-million sound system and all these things and the lighting and just the aesthetics you know the, 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 the things which you know capture the optics but here we are, the bulk of the churches haven't met, a few have started meeting with them, you know, relax the rules, but um, it just told us that, um, look, Christianity or other temple, that's not, that's not a physical structure. Temple is, as scripture would say, that um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that is exactly as it should be. In actual fact, moving forward, that is exactly as it should be. So that even when we meet for a Sunday someone, and I'm sure we're going to meet them for a Sunday physical, you know, coming together Sunday service, I mean, we will, re- we will realize, number one, we will realize, um, because I think this is for me, the way that they will look at it. Um, the way I feel sometimes I miss so many people, you know, I mean, really feel, I really, really miss them very, very strongly. I think we will take uh, relationships, you know, with a little bit of um, old treasure relationships, I want to believe so, um, and and realize that um, we can grow in God, not necessarily because we gather together on a Sunday morning. Okay, that we can actually, as it as a as a Bible would put it, very 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 well. We can build our own salvations. We can actually be our own quote-unquote pastors. We can nurture ourselves spiritually. We can take care of our spiritual lives. The same way we take care of our physical bodies and even our intellectual you know, persons. We, we can actually do the same. We can have our own personal growth programs, spiritual journeys and, and, and spiritual um, uh, uh, moments with ourselves and, um, and grow and still relate with God. That it doesn't have to be 
you know, in a crowd. It doesn't have to be in a crowd. That salvation essentially is not sustained by a church service. Important as a church service is, but salvation is not essentially sustained by church service. Because, I mean, when I talk to the bulk of you, I mean, you are all saying very wonderful things, new things, growing in God, you know, new revelations and new insights and and. and you still, you still have that very steady, you know, work and relationship. So I, 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 I just want to say that that to me has really stood out, or stood out rather, has really stood out. Okay. Um. So we, 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 we've come from as you know that kind of a situation, that kind of a situation where we, we, we have now been forced to be, to look at things differently. I mean, let's look at a before and after. Today, when you walk around um, just about anywhere, you know, and you see people with masks, can you imagine if you had that before and after picture? <laughs> we are so capable of change. You know, I, re- I remember the first time I put on the mask, I mean, I felt like I would collapse. You know, now it's second nature. Second nature, it's a natural factor. You know, I have a feeling like I'll just put it on even after COVID is gone. I mean, I'm just liking the. Anyway, I'm joking. But I. It's, it's become second nature. It's such an easy thing now to do. So we have masks, we, we stop visiting. I mean, at one time, we even locked down the city. Can you imagine? For a couple of months, we were all in the city. And life, life, life continued. What can we say? Life continued. Life continued. We locked up a city. Or rather, the government locked up the city. <laughs> you know, and um, we stayed. You know, indoors. Of course, there's a down downsides to it. You know, we we know people have lost jobs, which which is which is sad. Um, but even in all that, I think I think we also need to be to be to be. Uh, I don't know. Even with the negatives, we're still here. Think about it. We're still here. We've learned to live with very little. Matter of fact, um, one of the things which I've been saying over time is that um, COVID has taught me the difference between lifestyle and living. Okay, I mean, I just realized that my lifestyle—it is lifestyle which is expensive. Living can be fairly cheap, fairly cheap, you know, fairly cheap. I realized that I was doing a lot of traveling, maybe. Maybe it was important, but I don't think it was really urgent. And of course, spending a lot of money. You know, of course, I went for different. Um, I'm a person who enjoys, you know, um, going to the theater, enjoying plays. Of course, those places are not, um, you know, in sessions. No, they're not in session. Um, I mean, we, we've just learned to stay at home lockdown we stayed at home and we realized that um it's not so bad it's not so really bad you know some of us decluttered our homes spent some time trying to get them um, looking through things and how things need to be done some of us maybe reorganized our lives with the bulk of the time which we found ourselves um, you know with uh, some people went into physical exercise and uh, stand out okay it's not really bad some people i'm sure and i know many people who have gone into you know just their own personal studies 
reading books and being online and picking stuff which is useful and and I'm sure it has helped you even grow in that particular in that particular way and I've had such a wonderful testimonies in respect to that so I mean we, we've we've realized that we can live with very little okay so before and after would you have thought that uh, there'll be a day without schools <laughs> let's think about it I mean we have just gone through a historic and we are about to go you know to finalize what can only be viewed as the most historic season of our lives and maybe of a generation and generations to come. I mean, would, would you have thought uh, there'd be a time when you would not have shake somebody's hand? <laughs> I don't know the last time actually was at the CBD, to be very honest with you. You know, the Central Business District. I mean, I, I don't know the last time was at the CBD, you know. Um, I can't remember. Maybe once only after we've had these issues. So, all I'm trying to say is that um, you and I are so capable of change. So moving forward, can we all agree? Can we all agree? No more excuses why you cannot change. If you can wear a mask, <laughs> you know, if you can stay in your house for close to a year, if you can stay at home and not go to church, and, and the list goes on. I mean, would you have thought some of us who enjoy watching football that, you know, we will have football without crowds, you know, and, and it's only much later that it started up. That will have actually a situation without, we'll be actually living life without sports. You know? And I, I know now this, you know, sports have partially resumed, but in a more measured way. So, all this for me is um, testament to the fact that uh, we are all very capable. So I want to I want to tell you, you, you are a very strong person. Okay, I mean let, let, let's just um, let's just get that through. Uh, so the other thing I'm I'm, I'm I'm thinking about, and I think it's it's important that I say this, is that um, I think COVID has redefined, or if we allow this, COVID will redefine our faith in God, and not just faith in terms of trusting faith in terms of our general outlook to the Christian you know um, the Christian body of doctrine okay faith within that within that context so there's a way in which you know I don't know we had talked about um, authority and and you know confession and just believe and and uh, just pray and fast and things will change and I think COVID was a reality test a reality test to the extent we have come to realize that number one god is under no compulsion obligation duty to answer any prayer that is not consistent with his will that fact in scripture it says um, i believe it is ephesians 1 11 that he does all things after the counsel of his will that he can refuse to answer your prayer that we can find. i mean do you remember when these things started out people are coming up with all the usual nonsense of um, after three months after five days after this you know god showed me i mean all those voices all those voices have gone silent i, I think this is one of those times when god has really hoisted his own flag and said look i'm sorry period your prayers don't untwist me you don't have me in your pocket 
you, you follow you you your fasting and all these things which you think you do you cannot have authority over me it is it is the other way around you, you, you understand we we have authority in Christ not over Christ church and i think this has come out very very clear i mean men of god and to some extent we've been ridiculed and berated uh, you know in equal measure we've been we've been rid- we've been seriously ridiculed because people have been saying i mean where are all those guys who used to you know and and and, and the list goes on in so many ways it has brought the whole issue of god is a relationship not a formula not he is not a shopkeeper he's not somebody who we 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 give him a currency called prayer or tithe or whatever and then we say get me this no no he's not our errand person he is um, he is god we respect him we love him we revere him in spite and despite of our situations and circumstances of course we make prayers but we commit ourselves even in after prayer we still commit ourselves fully under his authority and i think this has come on very very strongly and if we allow this moment to kind of uh, rub into us properly i think this will be a lesson moving forward that will completely change the landscape completely change the manner in which we view christianity and the faith in general so yeah for me i think that's the way it is you know I, we cannot use prayer anymore as manipulation or intimidation we can intimidate god with prayer or intimidate him with the, if you don't do this i'm going to fast or i'm going to do this you know i mean sorry to say people have died yeah and i remember those early days you used to see such horrid images from places like italy and spain and uh, right now in the us and uh, it's really really nasty i mean around here of course the numbers have not uh, spiked as much but of course one death is too many but truth be told even in the midst of such human carnage even in the midst of such human suffering and and all the theories that have been passed around about faith and god and what have you i want to say this i want to say this and it reminds me sorry i'm going ahead of myself a little it reminds me of paul with a thorn in the flesh that was tormenting him uh, the scriptures are found um, in second corinthians 12 and he says because of the abundance of revelations which had received and all that he said god put in me a thorn in the flesh to torment me and then he calls it a satanic messenger a satanic messenger and remember it was put in there to torment him and then he says i prayed to god i'm sure he prayed honestly i'm sure he quoted some scriptures to try and uh, buttress you know reinforce his prayers you know he must have said things like uh, it is written in your word in such and such a place and all the other manipulative ways sometimes you know we go about these issues and finally after the third uh, attempt god told him i'm not going to remove it and i'm paraphrasing it he says my grace is sufficient it's okay you can live with it and i'm you're still my servant i'm still god yeah it's okay we can we can live with this wow wow and so and so for me that's what i see church that's what i see a situation whereby we've been brought to a place whereby we, we we have to look at God again and say you know like the disciples of Jesus when he was sleeping on that boat you know and the waves were 
you know, hitting the boat and they were almost drowning. And these were very professional. These were professional, you know, you know, fishermen. They understood how they, they, they knew their way around, you know, the sea. And they were crying out and they were saying, Master, don't you care? We perish. And when Jesus, you know, woke up, you can imagine he was sleeping. That's 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 what you to, to remember. The master was sleeping inside that boat when it is being rocked. I mean, you, you begin to wonder you begin to wonder what kind of sleep. I mean, because that can only be a blackout, you know. I mean, if you've ever been in a boat which water is seeping in and what have you and it's been rocked, then you know you really can't even begin to think you're gonna sleep. And the man was sleeping. And so I think and, and I think the question always begs. And, and I'll come back to that story. What happens when God is quote unquote sleeping? What happens when God is silent? What happens when the heavens are as hard as brass in you and in me? What happens to us? How do we how do we proceed from there? How do we relate with God when He is super quiet? And I'm using the the metaphor of sleep. Think about it because this is neither the first nor the last and we need to just begin to appreciate people that he is God and we are not just that he is God we are not we are not God it is him who is God it is him who is God and that he has right and he is sovereign and he is supreme and that he exercises that right as he wills. One of those scriptures that make your blood go cold, you know, and it is Paul speaking about Esau and Jacob, you know, sampling the book of Romans. And he says that um, before the children were born, God spake and said, so have I hated before these children had done anything good or right or you can say that I'm making a distinction based on character or based on service or based on this or the other the Bible says that God spoke and said so I have hated Jacob I have loved what can we say good people I think I told you what you can say. And what you can say in and right now very loudly. He is God. I am not. So so our our our, our faith has been redefined. Um, maybe I need to finish my thought on Jesus sleeping. You know, when he woke up, and I think this point was come to come up to when he woke up and he quieted the storm eventually finally and he always comes trust you me he always comes he, he he may not come at the time we expect him but he always comes when he finally got it done this is a question this is what they said amongst themselves who is this man and i think that question is an eternal question for the rest of our lives we will be in church meetings we'll be in christian services we'll be doing bible studies we'll be in bible schools and i think fundamentally the question we'll be trying to answer is who is this man? Okay? Who is this man? And our faith, it's, I don't know, our Christian faith is just that, pursuing that understanding. Who, who is this man? 
who is this man? And, 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 and sometimes I hear people give facts. Let me say this: facts, facts is not knowledge. And, and I know I'm talking to very bright people. You, you, you understand? You know, you understand? I'm, I'm a person who is addicted to words. I like. I'm very keen when it comes to words. Facts is not knowledge. You can have facts and not be able to marry those facts and be able to explain how you arrive or how you move from and be able to conjoin things and put nexuses and come up with an understanding, a distilled knowledge of issues. So throwing facts around, that's, that's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. So again, I want to say this and I want to try and bring this to a close. That um, we we have been brought to a place of redefining faith and faith not so much the issue of trusting and all of you, but faith more in terms of the whole value structure of our Christian doctrine. It's been hit, prayer, prophecy, you know, and all those very many things and um, prosperity. I mean, we've seen people suffer, we've seen people lose jobs, we've seen people, you know, being laid off and, you know, and um, all sorts of things. And it's it's not been a very nice and tidy moment for many people. And, 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 and God is God. God is God. What can we say, people? Uh, one of the better definitions that I came across very many years ago on righteousness is that righteousness is standing where God is standing. And, and, and I thought that is powerful. And uh, this person, and that's, that's way back, was trying to explain that righteousness simply means right standing of God. And I picked it, and, I, and, and I've run with it ever since. Um, right standing with God. If, if, if God is not answering your prayer, for example, righteousness means that I'm, I'm okay with it. Right standing with God. Just right standing with God. And I think I asked that question, you know, where do we go from here when God doesn't answer your prayer, when the child doesn't get well? Remember the case of uh, David. So, 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 so what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Remember that man who said in the Bible, Job, he says, though he slays me, I will yet trust him. Though he slays me, I will yet trust him. There's another scripture from the book of Proverbs. It should be 27, not 20, 27. Uh, you need to confirm. Or the other way around. It should be 20, 27. You can always confirm that later. That says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I have a Bible not too far from here. Um, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but you know that's not. Uh, uh, doesn't sound so good. Friends should not be wounding us. But um, God, who is our, and I want to believe our best friend, Scripture says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend." Let me just confirm it. When I'm trying to get there very quickly. not the one unless I'm using room 20 verse 7 okay I can't find it can't find it uh, I can't find that you you just have to get that for yourself faithful are the wounds of a friend then it says but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful okay someplace in the book of Proverbs okay so, 
James put it differently but again in in a very interesting way James chapter 1 2 chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 and 4 you know the way to 4 2 to 4 it says count it all joy you know when you fall in diverse trials you know i don't know it's it's not easy but because i asked the question what do we do where do we go from here count it all joy when you fall in diverse trials and temptation knowing this the trying of your faith works patience let patience complete its work then you will become entire perfect one nothing so and i think we can take that to heart you know those lessons where you swallow hard and you say maybe this wasn't the best way to learn it but i've learned it all the same okay so he doesn't have to remove the problem and that does not change him who he is so so all these are lessons which have come our way now let me finish by saying something um i have some dogs around here so so whenever you you know you you know lock them in you lock them in hold it at the point when you open the door for them you know the door for the kennel for the, for the kennel they just run around but sometimes i almost get this feeling they almost knock you down i mean they almost knock you over and you know we have a bit of stairs and they are running all over the place i'm thinking they're going to hurt themselves you know and there's something about being liberated you know like being freed and i'm talking about i'm talking about this in respect to yeah it looks like maybe in a couple of months time we we, we could be out of the woods we could be out of this you know rough patch that we've been through and sometimes i look at this my dogs you know when i open for them you know and they running around and they almost knocking you over and uh, they can almost you feel it they're going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody and i'm beginning to think and i want to throw it to you that if we're not careful we may make this transition wrong you know the post covid transition um the you know we talk about the the before and after photo okay there's a way in which people treat there are people who treat trauma or we let me rephrase it trauma trauma can can have two effects on us okay um we can become more measured take the lessons in change realize that stuff happens you know maybe save a little money realize maybe things can go south another time and um, you know learn to kind of live beneath our means you know in case things go. I mean and, and there are people who take those kind of very positive lessons when they go through trauma for example if you go through trauma in respect to driving or maybe a car accident you can become a bit careful drive a bit slowly you know take those corners in a measured way kind of take care of your car a little better in case that was the reason why it was that you know it came about but there is another group of people and please listen to me I'm, I'm about to finish I'll do that in the next 5 or 10 10 minutes there are people who take trauma like my dogs here the analogy is may not be very <laughs> very um um uh, good uh, and civil but, but, but there's a similarity that you lock in somebody i mean okay maybe let me remove the dog analogy think about teenagers um they have been with you you know and i have adult children here you know you've had kids they've been under your care lock and key monitoring surveilling them making sure they are at home in time eat right you know take a shower go to bed early and you know the, the things we we parents do and then one day they go to i mean they, they, they go to college and you see it all the time when kids go to college it's 
for most of them, it's the first time that they're having freedom. Really, real freedom. They have some little money, probably give them some little pocket money. And uh, for the first time, you're not there. They're not coming back home. Maybe they're living in some, you know, uh, hostel or living in some, you know, place. And oh my, don't they... the English call it to come unhinged yeah? I mean they come they, they come unhinged they completely some become wild there are people there are some who really never recover those one two years of college some completely lose track of um, their bearing in life and completely lose it completely lose it okay so if you can't take my domestic animal um metaphor which i still think it's a good one <laughs> just think about it in respect to somebody who is liberated somebody who is for example liberated from poverty just think about it. okay somebody who wins the jackpot okay is that what you say somebody who wins the jackpot okay here we have got you know betting kind of a you know situation going on very very strongly just think about a person who for the first time you know you know comes across say and meal and I think that's very, very exaggerated. I mean, even five million. For, for some, even one million. J- just one million. Depending on where you're coming from. And I can tell you, people really come out unhinged. All of a sudden, they've got options they didn't have. Okay, please understand. I'm talking about a subset of people. Not everybody does that. Please understand what I'm saying. I'm saying... There's something about a slave, and the Bible talks about it, I believe it is, it, is, it, is, it is in the Proverbs, where it says that amongst the things that shake the world, or make the world to tremble, Ecclesiastes, it says it is when a slave becomes a prince. Okay. One of the things that make the earth to, to tremble. When a person who has been living in abject lack, insignificance in respect to people never noticed them they were kind of faceless nobodies in the eyes of the world and all of a sudden now they've been thrust in just one singular transition from rock bottom to you know being at the top there and you know what happens i mean not all but i can tell you a good number of people completely they change their flair they change who they are they become different. I mean, the, the before and after, and this looks like the <laughs> the undergarding theme that we have been talking, we've been using. The, the before and after photo. Okay? Who knows? We might, we might just make it our title. It's so different. Why? All of a sudden, this person has gotten freedom. And let me tell you something, people, and I'm, and I'm finishing now. Please listen very, very closely. This end or the end of COVID may may be the worst thing that happened to some people. I've become hesitant because I know I'm right and sometimes you don't want to be right. You know, there are things you say, you know you're right. You, you really hope that you're not right. But it's a truth. I mean, there are people who will get very new habits. You know when you have a brush with death? There are people who become very measured and very 
they come back and they take lessons and they say, hey, I need to be more careful with my life. I need to make sure that I'm always ready with God. And there are other people who have a brush with death and they become very reckless and they say, I could have died, so have I enjoyed life? Why am I living with this wife of mine? I mean, I could have died. I mean, why am I feeling so inhibited with religion? Why am I so concerned? You know, death can happen to anybody and they can become very reckless. You know, you know that attitude of let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. That attitude. And I can tell you this, and please mark my words very closely. And I hope to God that none of us is going to go this way. I think we can just we just need to take the good lessons from COVID. Because I know the probability or the possibility, the likelihood, the tendency, the inclination, the 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 the, the natural inclination is to look at this season and say. And most of those things are always very negative. Okay? And there are people who will come and hinge, I'm telling you. And become very excessive when it comes to their indulgences and overindulgences. And I mean, there are people who are going to come out with this invincibility attitude like, you know, nothing can get me. Nothing can get me. You know, COVID didn't get me. I mean, not, not, nothing can get me. I mean, I'm, I'm special. I'm, I'm a work of art. Okay. And and habits will form. Not too good habits. Some illicit, some immoral, some illegal. Habits will form. My prayer is that some. Um, this brush with death because that's what we can call it this is you may not realize it but this has been trauma, tra- traumatic it's been traumatic being holed up in a house in a s- small space and especially for those who didn't manage to kind of deflect it and 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 use it to kind of you know revive new areas of their lives that brought new joys and happiness and what have you for those who treated this thing like like a jail it's traumatic jail time is traumatic even in jail they have those um, isolations you know they're called exactly that isolation okay and they're normally very traumatic you can break a man who is very strong and very rebellious and hardcore criminal you can break a man by just putting them in a space where they are alone in silence you can and it's been used. It's been used. So my 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 my, my prayer, really, 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 is that um, let's make this transition in wisdom. Let's come out and appreciate people who we've probably taken for granted that we'll be seeing them again. Let's appreciate jobs which. Maybe before we never thought too much about them, but now we know, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, But I can always be excited that it is there because the little, whatever it is that it brings. Let's realize that wealth is not extravagance, that we can actually live with little and it will still be okay. And maybe learn to loosen up 
Life is not an exam. And, 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 and this is not a, in contradiction with what I just said earlier. You know? Learn to you know, enjoy what I call the, the simple or the small joys. Learn to take in the small joys of life. Be with family. Okay? And just learn to loosen up. Not, not to trans to, to to step into anything wrong, but just just learn to be happy and to be okay. To be okay taking a walk, to be okay hitting the gym, just to be okay. Just to be okay reading a book all by yourself. Yeah, you can be alone, but not necessarily lonely. Okay. Lovely. Um, 50 minutes later, I think um, this is a good a place as any for us to end. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Um, so I, I got to know this way back. Yeah? So in the Hindu religion, they have um, they, they have something. Um, it's one of those um, explanations and of their faith that I found very, very interesting. So they, they, they have this thing that they say, you need to look at life. You, you have to carry a certain divine outlook to life. Like if you have been brought into this world, okay, not as if. So for them, it's you've been brought into this life. It is that matter of fact. According to the Hindu religion, you've been brought into this life to do one thing. One thing. Okay? That one thing could be just one act of kindness. It could be one sermon you preach. It could be, for them, it's that you are in this life and the divine has brought you into this life for one singular thing. You know, singular thing, it's not necessarily something big, okay? And I was looking at all these karma issues, you know, and, 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 and I came across this. And, and, and I thought it was very, very interesting. So what they say, the challenge or the problem Okay, so now we settle the fact, we settle that fact eh? that um, you came into this world to do one thing. I mean, that one thing could be just meeting somebody and talking to them for five minutes, okay? And what you're going to say at that time. Just just one thing that will have an eternal bearing and the purpose, reason why you are on this or you came to this world. The challenge then is that you don't know that one, what that one thing is. The challenge is, none of us knows what that one thing is. I mean, it, it, it could be something so mundane, it could be something so nonchalant. I mean, no, no, I don't know nonchalant. Something that is so casual or would be looked at as a, as, as a very cursory thing, planted a garden, whatever, whatever, attended some meeting, met somebody, shook at, whatever it is, something so. It doesn't have to be something so pronounced and out there. It could be something as so basic, as so basic as tending a garden, okay? But challenges, they say, you don't know what that one thing is. So the bottom line then becomes, and this I'm picking from the Hindu religion, you have to do everything as if it is the one thing 
that the divine puts you here on earth to perform. Okay. So initially I had a problem with the one thing thing, you know. So when I read this thing, you know, you know, and I kind of said, ah, why did I go into this direction? You know? And 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 you know, I, I, I just like, you know, sometimes you're reading stuff. So initially I thought, ah, you know, page after page, you know, they just keep, you know, you know, emphasizing this one thing that divine has put you here just to do a little one thing to to take care of this to you know it, it can be something as simple as you can imagine. I thought ah I don't agree with this this is too simplistic and then I thought okay you don't know all that one thing and I thought ah mm, I don't agree with that so much I think we need to kind of know what we need to do blah 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 purpose need to be revealed the moment I read the last part of that explanation that we need to do everything in life either you're parenting or you're talking to somebody or sending a post you know, you know those Facebook, um, I'm not on Facebook um, uh, uh, Twitter, I'm not uh, I'm a very big social animal in that respect um, you know say even a whatsapp thing you know before you touch that button and say send if all of us can just stop before we speak before we do anything and say could this be the one thing that I came into this world to do or the divine has put me into this when I read that last part very honest I found that particular explanation extremely intriguing very, very educative. Matter of fact, I'll even go one better. It became very inspiring. And I cannot stand back and I said, wow. So much of judging a book by the cover. You know those ones of you say, you know, I think you can always get something so true and so right. You know? Even in some of those places where you would least expect. And I want, to, I want to encourage us to do whatever we need to do moving forward, knowing that you have had a brush with death in respect to COVID. Um, do what you do with one eye on what you're doing and the other eye on judgment seat, because that's how I can look at it. Knowing that we shall be charged for whatever we do. Okay? For whatever we do. For whatever we do. You know, when you, when you, when you, sorry, I'm taking time, you know, the problem is not having notes is that, uh, you know, when you, when you go through a situation like the one you've gone through, it, it, it reorganizes, it organizes, you, you can't be very petty, <laughs> you, you, you understand, if you've gone through such huge trauma, there are certain things which you don't engage in because they're too petty, it's like you're dealing with bigger things in life. And I think one of the things which um, probably needs to change is the issue of our relationships with each other. I think we need, we need to start learning to let go, respecting ourselves a little more, taking care of ourselves a little more, going into self-nurturing, realizing that um, you know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter too much about um, people's opinions about me, and that I can learn to let go. I, I had a little story one time. Oh, okay, here I go again. Will this end? Okay. Um, so it's just a nice humorous story that explains a point very well. So you have uh, little Andy, who is um, you know small body, a lot of you, and Bill. And of this, I'm you know I'm 
make up names eh? um so bill every day bill is the village bully okay he's a estate bully so bill comes and slaps andy every time he meets him right across the chest you know you know like bullies do okay they just want to torment the little man and so one day andy decides i'm going to make bill pay for his bullying so he goes and straps himself with bombs you know bomb b o m p okay so he straps himself with bombs eh, around his chest and he says to himself next time bill slaps me he is going to blow his hands off let me tell you something people that's what vengefulness does to us and and, and that's why we have to learn to let go and be easy and i think covid is such a big phenomenon that certain things should i mean we've dealt with the biggest i mean we need like i said earlier to part us of the part us on the back we've we've come through this thing and i see us coming through this thing in one piece well one piece is a bit um, of a you know interesting uh, word but we, we, we've come out i mean either way bruised or dated we're coming out of this thing for us to start now going back to our pettiness of small little fights and um, you know who is doing what to me who said what about me blah 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 all those little things i mean we've come through the i mean we've come through a pandemic who does that <laughs> who does that who does that who does that okay so in a way it kind of gives us perspectives when it comes to problems you know there are things which will hit you and just bounce off from you <laughs> please don't strap yourself with bombs on your chest because trust you me by the time bill is blowing off his hand this thing will be blowing off your heart and that's exactly what this wrong attitudes and unforgiveness does i need to i need to stop myself <laughs> I need to force myself to stop because all of a sudden I have like 29 things that are flowing on top of my head which I feel that I need to say but either way and whichever way you're going to name this or call this or title this um let's just say it's a beautiful morning okay for me it's a beautiful morning the birds are out there singing I'm looking across the window again and I can see the beautiful lush green sun is out It's a beautiful morning. Okay? It's a beautiful morning. Thank you good people. May God richly and mightily bless you. Enjoy your day. And um, yeah, Asante sana. Thank you.